So here's a question. In a world that keeps moving faster and faster, how do women leaders like us, women who want to make an impact in the world through our career or business and not sacrifice our home life, how do we create balance and fulfillment in our lives, both at work and at home, without facing burnout or constantly feeling like we're chasing an impossible dream? That's the question, and this show explores the answers. Welcome to the Selfless Syndrome Show. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and I'm on a mission to help women leaders break through burnout so that they can build the life and body they are worthy of and step into the awesome power of who they really are. I'm the Selfless Syndrome Mentor, a board-certified women's health and leadership coach and alternative medicine practitioner. I'm a wife, mom, and stepmom to four boys and a furball, and I'm the founder of a rapidly growing women-centered coaching business. Stick around because on this show, you'll learn how to create the life, body, and career you've always dreamed of without having to sacrifice who you really are. Let's go. Hello, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and I'm very excited to be joined today by Tracy Plushcourt, who is the founder of Self-Made You and the host of Secrets of the Self-Made podcast, which helps men and women create self-made wealth and wellness through life coaching. Tracy has mastered and now teaches the critical skills necessary to manage your mind and overcome any obstacle, including overeating, overdrinking, time management, career, and relationship changes. Just a few years ago, Tracy was a successful advertising executive. Stifled by the rigorous, time-consuming demands of the corporate world, she traded in her 20 years of advertising to pursue her real-life passion, life and weight loss coaching. She's a student of her own work and has stopped overeating, overdrinking, and created a multi-six-figure business while mastering metabolic health. Today, Tracy coaches people all across the country who want to become a student of themselves and do the same transformational work. So Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. We are definitely going to have a fun conversation. So I that encaptured a lot of your story, which I usually start with, but you know, I'd like to kind of hear in your own words what that journey was like to really make that decision. Because I know a lot of women who listen to that the show are, you know, maybe we've had a dream for a long time or, you know, been felt kind of chained and trapped by a career that's really not serving them. Yeah. Yeah. And it quite honestly, it wasn't that the career wasn't serving me. It really was. I was feeling like I was being called to do something more, but I really could not put my finger on it. And through my experience at the ad agency, I had this awesome opportunity to mentor other people. I had an opportunity to build a culture within this creative environment. And I found a real passion and love for that. Um, so I started to kind of get this itch to start my own business. And as I started talking about the potential of leaving corporate America and starting my own business, I found this army of women who had, to your point, had this desire to do the same thing, but had no understanding where to begin. And so I kind of allowed that to just lead me. And I thought, you know, I am going to transition out and create a successful consulting business for those women who want to understand how to do the same thing. And so that actually launched my coaching career. I really focused on women who wanted to create purpose-driven businesses. And 
ironically, I was going through my own weight loss journey at that time. I had my own life coach and I found myself as I was coaching women who wanted to start purpose-driven businesses, I found myself applying a lot of the concepts that I learned from my life coach into my coaching relationship. And I thought, you know, I'm going to equip myself with these tools and and I'm going to do it in a, in a way where I feel like legit where I can now go and actually help people, you know, through using some sort of methodology. And so I went, got certified as a life and weight loss coach, put those practices at play in my own weight loss journey. I started to get a lot of, I guess, recognition for that, for lack of a better word. I had a lot more women knocking on my door, wanting not only to be helped through their corporate transition or building their own purpose-driven business, but also transitioning into a healthier lifestyle. And so self-made you was birthed at that moment where I decided I'm going to develop a methodology for women to use so that they can solve their own problems. They don't have to look outside of them for solutions. They can actually solve their own problems through this framework that I developed. So, and I did that because I had all sorts of problems I wanted to have solved. And I was like, it, there's got to be an overlapping factor here. And I was the common denominator and, and I was constantly looking outside of myself. I was always looking for that silver bullet, that, you know, magic pill and this methodology solving what I call it, solving the mind math. It really brings to the forefront how much control you have over your results and it, it really motivates you to not only overcome some of those biggest challenges in your life, but to create things that you actually never thought possible. So achieving goals and overcoming some of the things that you've been most challenged by is really what I like hang my hat on now. And so weight loss to wealth, like you said in the bio um, and everything in between. Yeah. Awesome and amazing. And I'm totally excited now because I found on, you know, my own journey, like, A, you know, there's always been this bridge because I, you know, obviously have a wealth of knowledge in the the health industry, but also being an entrepreneur, because I've been an entrepreneur my whole career, like there's parallels. (laughs) And I found like both things have to be in my focus. And like, I use the same tools in in both direct, like both parts of my life. Um, and so I think that's really cool. So now I'm very excited for this, this conversation. Yeah. I, Plus, I don't know it's how you can going in. Yeah. 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 You have to go in. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think you can be a successful entrepreneur. I don't think you can achieve sustainable results. Even if you're not an entrepreneur, if you have goals I'm not sure that you can achieve a sustainable um, or maintain it in a sustainable way if you don't go within, if you don't understand that your mental, emotional, physical, and metabolic health have got to be in check. And optimizing those and consistently iterating to optimize those things is really the bottom line. And 
Um, so that's why we really are, are very holistic in everything we do. I, I just happen to have a love for metabolic health. So I have one program that is very, um, takes a deep dive into that. And that's usually the people that want to lose weight, go into that program, but I can't help, but slip it in to some of the other like coaching that I do, even if it's, even if it's around professional growth, because how do you argue that metabolic health isn't important for your professional life? Like, I mean, I know, you know that, but I, I don't know if all the listeners know that. And so I like to bring that to the forefront. Love it. And it's so true. And, you know, for listeners, like if you are in that world of, you know, either corporate or like I, I have quite a few listeners and clients who are, you know, professors or kind of in those academic roles and leadership as well. Like if you're not taking care of yourself, if you skip meals all the time, you know, so many women I work with, and maybe you found this in, in terms of weight loss, like have been under eating and basically starving themselves for the last five, 10, even 15 years. And so metabolic health is a disaster as a result and it's impacting like all levels of how you, how you work. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It impacts your cognitive function, your moods, your ability to communicate. Yeah. Your, you know, it's your level of energy. And so those all have, you know, effects on, you know, how you're showing up in the day, regardless of in what capacity. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's dive in. I know you have this, if you're watching the video, there's a mind math board behind you. So yeah. <laughs> let's, let's dive into what is this and how do we. Yeah. So I, yeah. I like to really ease people's minds by telling them that, you know, solving your own problems does not have to be difficult. And I have a little tiny peanut brain and I'm very visual. So I like to use frameworks to teach people, but I want to start off by saying that, you know, we all have this human brain and there's part of it is a prefrontal cortex. And the other part of it is it's like the primitive part of our brain. It's really, it's objective is to keep us safe. And it kind of, it has a, you know, it has its role in survival and it often keeps us safe by providing us fear-based thoughts. And we are very reactive from that primitive brain. So I like to just start off by teaching kind of the neuroscience around your brain. You've got the primitive and you've got the what I like to call your prodigy, which is your prefrontal cortex. And you don't want your primitive brain to stop working, right? It is its purpose is to keep us safe. Unfortunately, we're not in a lot of danger and yet we we react from these fear-based thoughts often creating net negative results for ourselves, like finding ourselves overweight or unable to lose weight or in a relationship that is toxic. You know, it's so you want to understand first and foremost, how and why you are getting the results that you're currently experiencing. So I like to use this mind math formula and explain it as a math equation, your reactions are coming from a fear-based thought. So the fear that you're feeling, you're reacting from, and you're getting these results. 
it doesn't mean anything about you besides the fact that you have a primitive brain that isn't being managed. And so without intention, you create unintentional results. And when you can see that, when you can put your own unique circumstance into this mind math formula, you can see your unfolding of your result. It becomes so applicable. You can't help but believe that this is the way it actually works. And you don't have to make it mean anything about you. Just like a math equation with one plus two equals three, there's no drama. It's just one plus two equals three. And we can't argue that. Same goes for the mind math. Your primitive brain offers you thoughts that you are reacting to and it creates this unintentional result. And you don't have to make that mean anything. It is what it is. But if you want to change it or create something different, it's within your control because your brain created it. You can take that responsibility. You get the choice of whether you want to be intentional. And we have the mind math formula to take us through kind of reverse architect to create with intention. And it's as simple as that. And when you understand that unintentionally due to your primitive brain, you create unintentional, almost always knee-jerk reactive type results. And with intention, you can trip the trigger of your prodigy brain and create things that you never even thought possible because you've never been taught how. That's what we teach. And it solves problems and it creates things that, you know, maybe things that you've never had your eye on because you were so obsessed with the one big problem. Often for the ladies that come through my door, it's their weight. And so I like to teach how to solve that problem. And then I like to say, okay, and now we can take that exact same formula and apply it to anything. And that's where the learning really becomes kind of part of their DNA is when you can apply it to something else. So yeah, that's what we do. Absolutely. That's so exciting and very cool. And I want to just stress for our listeners because, you know, a lot of, I'm going to just put everyone who listens to podcasts in a box, right? Like we're, we're all after knowledge and there's, there's like great things that I share on this show and I'm sure on your show, like great things that come from it. And at some point you have to apply some of it. Yes. And there's certain things that you, it's really key that you get. And so like the first is it is not your fault. Like we were just having this conversation. Um, I led a group call right before we were recording this and, you know, like the stories that we come up with and the, the meaning that we assign to certain things, you know, like someone was stressing out about having a dinner party and, and, you know, wanting to stay committed to herself. And I'm like, well, what, what, what are we making it mean? Like, why? Yeah. How does it have to mean something? It doesn't, um, you know, and just recognizing, I love how you kind of stress the two parts of the brain because it's so true. And we live, to, uh, live in a high stress society and like world these days. And our, our primitive brain intellectually has no idea where the stress is coming from. It just knows it's stressed. And so that could be the bears trying to eat us, which is what that part of the brain like originally yeah. was triggered for and how it reacts in our body. Or it's like, oh, I'm sitting in traffic and I'm like, 10 minutes late to pick up my kids. Like it doesn't know the difference. And yeah. So, yeah. And that's our, not on us. Yeah. Our primitive brain has kind of three main functions. It's avoiding pain, seeking mm-hmm. pleasure and being really efficient. And so 
that's why we do things very habitually. We, we get to the store and we're like, good Lord, I don't even remember driving here or, you know, or I literally just ate that whole sleeve of Oreo <laughs> cookies. How can I do that? You know, it's, it's completely on default. It's autopilot. It is what our primitive brain prefers. And so it's really not the actions which is very different than I think most weight loss programs want you to believe that you just have to learn how to do things different. You need to learn how to be consistent. You need to learn how to, um, you know, I don't know, like um, get up earlier and, you know, get outside and run the mile every single day and be committed to it. it. You know, that's a piece of it, but you actually have to kind of back that up and, and, get to the root cause of why you are behaving in such a way or why you aren't behaving the way that you want to be behaving. It's so very important to understand that reactions are coming from the dramatic thoughts that are offered by our primitive brain. And they're very subconscious. They're very unintentional. It doesn't mean anything about you. And so just kind of putting some space between who you are as a person and the fact that everybody's primitive brain operates that way starts to kind of relieve us of the shame that we feel. Like I know my primitive brain loves to look at all the evidence about how weight loss has been hard my entire life and how I failed at every single diet. And, you know, I can't believe that weight loss, permanent weight loss would ever be available to me. That's for other people. Like those were all my deep rooted beliefs. And that's just my primitive brain trying to keep me safe from feeling failure. And so, but I didn't know that, you know, I, I would just react to those feelings that that thought created for me. So that, that, that kind of thought would make me feel very defeated and the defeat would have me showing up, you know, diving into the plate of cookies, or it would have me showing up, not making a plan and staying committed to what I'm going to eat. Right. It wouldn't have me showing up, understanding what are the foods that actually fuel me and keep me satiated. Like, I wouldn't do any of those things because I was being driven from a feeling of defeat. And if I understood that I could do something different, if I wasn't compounding my, my judgment and the shame that I was feeling, I probably could have had this journey a lot earlier in life. And I probably would have been a lot more intentional and started to question some of those beliefs that I was carrying along for the ride, but I didn't know any better. And I think that there's a very large population of women who believe that in order to lose weight, that you have to follow a checklist. And that if you don't, if you're unable to follow that checklist in a perfect sort of way, that weight loss is not available to you or permanent weight loss is not available to you. And that's not true. It's actually understanding what thoughts or beliefs you're operating from and what feelings have you showing up in sort in such a way, either doing or not doing. That's the crux of it. So when it sounds hard, the hard is not in the actions. The hard is just understanding what it is that you're believing and questioning that thought. 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so good. And, you know, realizing that we also, this is something that I talk a lot with my clients about and haven't really stressed enough on the, the show. Like we have a way of being in the world. And what you're talking about is like, you know, we're either being driven by that primitive brain and like that it's literally how we show up in the world is yeah. stress and the, and all that. And all of that stuff will keep you from losing weight. If we you know, couch that in the, just from a physiological standpoint and at every given point, we can choose to be a different way. Right. And that's right. where that bridge is coming from. So just, you know, rephrasing what you've already said. It's, yeah. And the being right. is belief. It's not doing. Yes. No, I, that's what we like, have to underline. stop doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stop doing the things that make life so hard. It's like, just get quiet enough, get honest with yourself to understand what it is you're thinking. Like what is the root cause? It's the thoughts that are running unintentionally through your mind, period. That's it. That's all you have to do. And that's different than what we've ever been taught. So it's saying, it seems kind of strange, but I would just have you consider if you've only ever followed checklists and you've only ever failed at diets, wouldn't it be worth trying something different? And it's actually so much easier to consider what it is that you're thinking and poking holes in that belief than it is to have a list of things that you have to do different. Yeah. Or, you know, list a mile long of all the things you aren't eating. Right. Whatever it is, like we have to look at who we're being. And what's so interesting about that, you know, like the, the women I've worked with, who's really gotten this. And I had my own weight loss journey that I've talked about on the show some um, last year where I lost 30 pounds after just, you know, I woke up one morning and my pants didn't fit. And mm-hmm. I was like, what the heck happened? Um, and then progressively just gained more weight. But all like the only reason I had success then was because I did this work that we're talking about, you know, my own version of things, but of looking at my thoughts and how I was being. And when you're really clear on who you're being, like none of that stuff is hard anymore. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's natural. It's, it's so yeah. liberating. And it, it does seem like something's wrong because it is a different way of operating. Like it just feels, mm-hmm. yeah, it it's liberating and it feels strange all at the same time. And that's what I want for more women to experience. And so, yeah, I, like I said, I really love to teach in frameworks. So solving the mind math, using this framework to really see in black and white, how your thoughts and feelings are creating your result. And then I, I talk about like the four basics to sustainable change, the S and, and because I like to be kitschy, it's S E L F (laughs) and love it. And so the, the S is solving the mind math. And that's like the foundation learning how to self coach through solving the mind math is the foundation to everything we teach. But then secondly, eating the foods that fuel you very uniquely you, not some script, you know, not some, um, we give some guidelines where we suggest (laughs) that you limit sugar and flour, any sort of toxins, but um, really understanding what fuels you and then learning how to collect data to make your decisions from so that you don't lean into dramatic thinking to make your decisions from like most of us do. And we teach, you know, clients how to take their blood glucose, look at their ketones, what to do with your body measurements, you know, look at the Mm -hmm. facts to make decisions from. 
And then we teach our clients how to fast, intermittent fast, just to lower, um, balance out their insulin levels. Because again, we feel like we would be short-sighted if we didn't put an emphasis on metabolic health and, and metabolic fitness, because so much, so many people within our, at least in the you know United States are metabolically unfit due yes. to our standard diet. And so we are big advocates for, you know, becoming more metabolically fit, monitoring your blood glucose, um, and becoming insulin sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. And we could dive a little more. I recently shared some like really disturbing statistics that I found just for, I was preparing for a, a talk and just Googled some stuff on women's health in particular. Um, and like women in the U S have been found to be more stressed, sicker and die younger. Um, and we have, you know, kind of these staggering things of like high insulin levels and like we, everyone says, oh, well, maybe your stress better. And it's, you know, I'm, I've really become an advocate of like, kind of like go lose weight. It's like not helpful and there's no direction. <laughs> there's, yeah. Like, what does right. that mean for me? So I love that you're kind of diving into, you know, it's a lot of, it's a self-exploration, like first with your thoughts and then figuring out what works for you. It's not about the, you know, I have to be keto or I have to, you know, do right. X, Y, Z. And, right. Yeah. When yeah. you. It's, it's interesting because I've kind of looked at the bigger picture of the women who come to self-made you. And I think about the results that they're getting and they might've come knocking on the door, wanting to get, you know, help in their professional growth, or they've knocked on the door wanting to lose weight. And I think about, okay, how did we ultimately get them there? it really was through a focus on mental health and metabolic health. Those were the yeah. two primary focuses and the byproducts ended up being weight loss and professional growth or healed relationships or, you know, increased income, whatever their goal might've been, but it only came because we really put a strong focus on mental and metabolic health. And I think that's kind of cool because, you know, we give them what they want, but we also are giving them what we know that they need because that equates into longevity, a longer, happier, healthier life. Like not just, you're not just treating the symptom. And, um, so I love that. It makes me feel very fulfilled and, you know, like the purpose-driven business that I was seeking when I was back in my advertising days um, has really, you know, come to fruition. And, and it was, it was a much, much bigger calling than what I thought it was going to be. You know, yes, I love teaching people, you know, what it is that I learned about achieving my personal goals, but it's so much bigger than that. And affording people the opportunity to become healthy uh, in, you know, holistically is just so cool. And then they go on to teach those elements to their loved ones, which I think taking responsibility for your results, I think is what this entire world needs right now. (laughs) Yes, I would agree. Or just taking responsibility for what we can be responsible for in general. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. if we all focused on that, life would be a lot easier. Yeah. But, um, you know, shifting gears a little bit from the weight loss, because I know a lot of the women that I work with are either 
in that place of they've identified a calling or, you know, they're not feeling fulfilled where they're at. And so I'm just curious for you, you know, and I, I've been through the transitions too, and not always done them gracefully and all, <laughs> like we all have our different levels of, of those things, but like, what did that journey look like for you? And just kind of making the decision to allow yourself to be called and to just step into something that is so much larger than you. Cause I know that can feel scary. Like I still, I come up against like fear as yeah. we're talking about, you know, and like primitive brain. So changing my thoughts around it, been working on that this year. But, exactly. uh, so yeah. it is very similar to the weight loss. Like it is very parallel. Like I know you've already recognized that, you know, you have to understand like, where are you right now? Are you moving towards that purpose-driven business that you so desperately want? Or are you spinning out in fear and really not making any progress? So getting really honest with yourself and asking yourself, you know, where am I currently at? You know, what is the result? What is my experience right now? And why? The why is, okay, what is the way I'm behaving? How am I showing up? And then even going further than that, because those are just the, the symptoms we want to get to the root cause. Is it because I don't feel equipped? Is that the belief I'm operating from, which is making me feel skeptical? Yeah. When you really follow that mind map, you'll see that you are being stopped dead in your tracks from skepticism, which is just a variation of fear, right? So Though that thought is, you know, like I'm not equipped, or who who do I think I am, right? Or this isn't the way that you know every woman has this dream, but why do I think I get to, you know, achieve this? Or, you know, um, all of those sabotaging thoughts. Like we can, yes, we can we can blanket it and say self sabotage is what keeps people from achieving their you know professional goals. Yes, but why? It is that primitive brain offering you these very dramatic fear-based thoughts that you are reacting to without any sort of awareness. So you've got to get really clear, really specific on where are you right now and why. If there is forward momentum, then there's no problem. But if you feel like you're sitting here circling the drain, that might be a problem. There is a process to everything that we do, whether it's a transition in a career or it's weight loss or it's healing a relationship, there's a process to it. There is no magic pill, right? So you've got to be okay with engaging in a process that is absolutely going to be full of quote unquote fails, but you can learn from those. So The fact that you're going through a process is not a problem, not a problem at all. I would say where the problem lies is if you are spinning the drain because you're feeling skeptical, inadequate, you know, lack of confidence, that's the problem right there that we've got to solve. So to answer your question, I would say you got to get real honest about where you're at right now. And are you moving forward? Are you moving towards what it is that you want? Do you even know what you really want? Like that, let's back that train up even more. Do you <laughs> know what you good want? One. <laughs> yeah. I get a lot of ladies yeah. that are like, Oh, <laughs> I, okay. I don't know what I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 
Yeah. My group coaching calls, that was, that was kind of the theme last week. And so um, I gave them a couple tactical tools, like a list of values. Let's start there. Like, let's kind of reflect inward. And what are your values? Let's start by looking at a list of that and let's pull out what's meaningful to you. It's a great place to start. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been, I've taken with that as well as looking at what you spend your time and your money on. Yeah. Cause that's what you're really committed to. And then deciding if that's actually what you want to be committed to. Yeah. Um, all of this is ideal because this episode is actually scheduled to drop like right around the new year. So those of you who are listening, who are like doing the new year's resolutions and all the, you know, trying to go to the gym seven days a week and only eat salad and all the crazy stuff I see people do just like throw all that out the window and do what we're talking about right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> You'll be far more successful. So I don't know if you have any input around that. But yeah, I would say, you know, understanding what is meaningful to you. So like, let's say, I know for me personally, having some white space, having margin (laughs) in my day, my calendar is really meaningful to me because if I am booked on the hour for eight hours straight and I don't have any time to really reflect and think, I I definitely spin out and I'm not making any forward movement. So I know personally what's meaningful for me is to have a lot of white space on my calendar. But if I go into the new year saying, you know, I've got to do this, 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 and this, and this, and I book out my, you know, for the next three weeks, I book out all of these new things that I'm going to engage in. It's not sustainable because it's in direct conflict with other things that matter. Like you have to get really honest with yourself and, and make sure that the things that you're wanting to create for yourself aren't in direct conflict or how do they coexist? So it's really taking that comprehensive look and, and having this conversation with yourself, like this doesn't need to include other people or any sort of, well, she's doing it. So therefore I should be doing it. Like that's irrelevant. What other people are doing or what other people are telling you, you need to do again, this is learning how to solve your problem. Like as you, with you being the guidepost, you using the skills that you have managing your thoughts and emotions to create what you want to create, to stop looking outside of you for somebody else to solve that problem or something to solve that problem. Yeah. Doesn't, you can't have the tools. You can certainly use them as tools, but you retain the control. You are the decision maker. So back to like gathering the data and understanding how to make your decisions from data, like collect all the information, ask yourself the questions like, why does this matter to me? Is this important? Like, I think a lot of us, you know, I I remember for years I had run a 5k (laughs) on my list of goals that I wanted to, to achieve for the year. And I'm like, eventually they got, I got real bored of writing that as one of my big goals. I'm like, why does this even matter to me? I have no idea why that matters to me. Like it's, I, I have no idea. And eventually I finally came to the conclusion that it's not even worth making the list anymore. But I'm sure it was because of some influencer that I was following that, you know, made training for a 5k look glamorous. <laughs> I thought I needed to do that. Right. But it was in direct conflict yeah. with the kind of time that I wanted to keep on my, you know, I, what I wanted my days to look like. Yeah. 
I think that's a good point. I had like probably a year or two ago, I had a woman on the show who introduced me to the term shooting yourself and Mm -hmm. I've been stealing it ever since. And, you know, but we really have to look at like, even in your weight loss goals, like no matter what it is, it's, we tend to go outside of ourselves. And there's also this element of like what society says we're supposed to look like or life's supposed to be like, or our houses are supposed to be like one of the most depressing terms I recently found for, or stats I found for women is that women, the amount of time we spend cleaning our houses and stuff hasn't changed in a hundred years. And yet we've expanded into so many other areas of like how we're investing in our time. And I'm like, what? it's wrong with us. But anyways, like that's another, you know, just, just sit with that one for a minute. But, (laughs) you know, to your point, like it's about going within and what do you actually care about? Cause if there's, you know, you, you also talked about failure. Like if we're consistently failing to do something or not staying commitment committed to it, it's like, why is this important to you? What really matters about it? Is it Mm -hmm. being driven by fear? Do you really actually not care? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I think having some element of assessing on a weekly basis is a good idea. The letter in my membership, we operate from a workbook that, that takes us through the process of creating our goals, deciding what matters to us, what's important to Mm -hmm. us. And then on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, you know, going through the process, which always starts with self-coaching, but it ends the week with evaluating like what worked, what didn't work and what am I going to do different? So assessing again, like what matters to you, you are always putting yourself on the forefront. You are always advocating for yourself. You are the guiding factor. It is not coming from outside. It's coming from within. And I know that that sounds kind of woo woo, but that is really the, um, the difference between how most women are operating, you know, currently and getting the results that you want from your life. (laughs) Absolutely. I will edit, but for, if it comes through my child, asking me things while I'm podcasting, speaking of things that matter, (laughs) you know, and and like balance, like just kind of like bringing this full circle because I feel like we're always chasing this elusive thing called balance right and you know (laughs) the truth is like I don't know that I I've I've heard some people say that just doesn't exist and others are like oh it's totally attainable I think like that idea of balance is like when you're really in that place where you're evaluating and assessing and constantly looking at like how you're committing your time what you're committed to how you're being in the world and you know I I've been studying quantum physics for a couple of years, so I don't feel like anything's woo-woo at this point because it explains a lot of the the stuff you're talking about. But even getting into, you know, the idea of a quantum leap or like major change, like the more you can go within and really get clear on root cause, who you've been, how you've been being, take responsibility and make some changes where you want to or where you next want to focus, like that's where that shift starts to happen. And that's where things change. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting to kind of dissect, like, what is balance? Like, is it a feeling? Yeah. Right. Is it an action? What does that mean? Yeah. Is it a thought? Like, yeah. And for me, like today I was working with my life coach and I was explaining to her the emotion 
that I was feeling. And I'm like, it's so crazy how last week I was feeling so out of sorts and a little bit panicky. And today I feel so balanced. I actually use that word as an emotion. It was like, it was the vibration that was running through me. And so, but if you look at the mind math, the only reason why I was feeling balanced is because I was believing a thought. I was very focused on this thought. I was operating from this thought intentionally or not. It was a thought that was creating that feeling. So, you know, I think it's worth investigating. What does balance even mean? Is it a feeling? Is it an action? Is it a state of mind? Like, is it a thought? So yeah, I find that to be really fascinating as well. It is. Yeah. And like with all of this stuff, you know, thoughts, feelings, results, there's, I've done a lot of, you know, studying of neuroplasticity and some other stuff, like our thoughts give rise, thoughts are the language of the brain, feelings are the language of the body. And then those two things create our state of being, which ultimately produces results. And so somewhere in there, you have to start, you know, a, like taking control of your thoughts and and thinking new thoughts and practicing thinking new thoughts (laughs) that takes some time, but also, you know, just being aware of where you feel things in your, in your body. Like for Mm -hmm. me, one of the hardest things I had a coach ask me this year was, where do you feel that in your body? And I was like, what? (laughs) And I'm like, Oh, I'm disconnected. Okay. Um, You know, but that's where that, you know, when we're talking about inner work, I just wanted to write that home a little more. And and I, I don't necessarily believe that there are good and bad feelings. I think there's just Mm -hmm. feelings. They just are. And that's how we experience life. So there, I kind of think of it like on a spectrum, there's more intense feelings and less intense feelings, but, um, and I would say there's wanted feelings and unwanted feelings, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. they all have a purpose, you know, because without, you know, the unwanted, you wouldn't have context for the wanted. You wouldn't know that you do want them if, you know, you never experienced the unwanted. So, you know, the contrast is absolutely necessary and perfect for us to experience. And, um, and I do think that the, the mind math works really well to shift our results. If we, if we're feeling something that's triggering a behavior, getting us a result that we don't like, I can show you through the mind map how to shift that feeling. You This gives you awareness of what you're feeling in the first place and what it's creating for you. And we can use this to shift it. But another really great tool is just to process the feeling. Because if it's an unwanted feeling getting you unwanted results, it's probably worth doing the work to process the feeling all the way through. Otherwise, it just waits for you. <laughs> it waits oh so patiently for you to wake up tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Then it resurfaces. Uh, yeah. Love it. Um, well, let's just kind of we've done done a lot. So <laughs> to recap, you know, we have the mind math formula, and I know I'll have you share in a second because you have somewhere where people can actually download it and utilize yeah. it, right? Yeah. Um, so like diving into that and then you know. A lot of this is about self-exploration, like assessment, being curious, bringing awareness to why you do certain things. And like, this is all the work I do. I know it's probably all the work you do. And like, I found it's it's not uh, necessarily fast because we've all got life and, you know, different ways people show up. But the more 
you practice, it's like building a new muscle. I mean, really, yeah. you have to yeah. have to start somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah, and absolutely. you're not going to be perfect at it immediately, but like you have to start cultivating that muscle. So with all that, where can people go to connect with you and download yeah. my math for Yeah. We're on pretty much every social media platform and we have our own podcast called Secrets of the Self-Made, but I would say the kind of the go-to one-stop shop is the website, which is www.self-made and then it's the letter u.com. I have the mind math formula and the instructions on how to use it as a free download on the website. There's all sorts of other freebie type resources and tools, but um, since we spent so much time talking about that today, that might be worth um, the trip to the website to check it out. Awesome. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your knowledge and your experience and journey. And, you know, at some point, someone's story lands somewhere. So, <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. Thank Happy you so much you. for having me. Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the selfless syndrome show. I truly couldn't make the show if it weren't for you, my amazing, lovely, and loyal listener. I so appreciate the emails, the shout outs, the shares, and the reviews, all of which inspire me and motivate me to keep coming back to the mic week after week in order to provide high quality content that helps you find that elusive thing called balance and really build the life, career, and body you are worthy of. I have one little request. If you have benefited from this show in any way, I would so appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and review the show. You can leave a five-star review, leave an honest review. This really helps us get in front of more amazing listeners just like you and keep growing our mission to help women leaders around the world build the life, career, and body they are worthy of. Mm -hmm.